Copyright is fundamentally a very simple thing. It's just what it sounds like. It's the right to make copies. Simple as that. It used to be the copyright applied mostly to corporations with a bunch of expensive machines. So when a publisher printed a book, they were making copies. When a movie theater ran a film, they were displaying a copy of the film. And when a TV station broadcast a show over the airwaves, that was an electronic copy. For most regular citizens, copyright didn't directly touch your life because we didn't make copies. But now, we make copies all day long. The phone in your pocket makes them non-stop. And so it begins. Every time you stream a video on YouTube, you're downloading a copy. Every song you play on Spotify is a digital copy. Every tweet you read is an itsy bitsy little copy. Copies are now everywhere. So now copyright is everywhere. What limits copyright from just locking up our entire culture is fair use. Fair use is part of our nation's copyright law that allows for the use of materials for a limited and transformative purpose. It makes copyright compatible with the First Amendment, which states that Congress shall not abridge freedom of speech. Without fair use, we wouldn't even be able to quote someone without paying a licensing fee. Fair use lets us benefit from the system of copyright while minimizing its constraints on our rights. And if you thought copyright was done seeping into our lives, think again. Because software is copyrighted, copyright is now spreading out of your computer and your phone and into the rest of your home. Copyright now applies to your car software, to your fridge, and yes, to your electric toothbrush. It will be fair use that determines what we can and can't do with the devices we own. The fair use fight is far from over, it's just getting rolling. Here to discuss the importance of fair use and its future is Corinne McSherry. Corinne is the legal director at the EFF, an international nonprofit digital rights group. Consider them 911 for the internet. Can you briefly explain for us what fair use is? Sure. So fair use is basically the limit on copyright that makes it possible for all of us to use copyrighted works in new and interesting ways without having to go back and get permission from the original author. It covers everything from, you know, why it is that newspapers can quote from a text in a review to remixes. And how does it apply to regular Americans who might not consider themselves uh, publishers or artists? Fair use is a great big protection for all of us, and we're often not aware of it. And that's for, for a couple of reasons. One is that, you know, as we use our computers, people don't think of it, but we're making copies all the time in all kinds of ways. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're sharing little clips of articles that we think are interesting with our friends as part of a discussion. Fair use is what protects that kind of thing. And, you know, without it, all of us could suddenly be liable for copyright infringement, which I don't think is any good for anybody. I mean, original creators don't want that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the rest of us don't either. And, and the reason is because pretty much any work of any kind of creative expression is copyrighted. And most of us don't think of it that way. What that means is, again, if you want to make any use of a work, you may need some fair use protections. And the other thing that fair use does, you know, when we're operating on social media platforms, we're relying on fair use mm -hmm. for those kinds of communications as well. So it basically just makes it possible for us to do that. It also makes it possible for newspapers to give us reviews it, get, it makes it mm -hmm. possible for, you know, for the John Oliver show to exist you know, or, the, or the Daily Show. You know, all of those shows rely on fair use. So it's sort of core to a lot of things that we use and enjoy all the time. 
Could you tell us about the dancing baby case and explain how a mother's home video landed her in a lawsuit? My client, Stephanie Lenz, put up a 29-second video of her kid dancing to a print song playing on a CD player, take you way back, a CD <laughs> player in the, in the kitchen, um, dancing to Let's Go Crazy and just goofing around the house. Mm-hmm. And she put it up so her mom could see, she put it up on YouTube so her mom across the country could see it because it was very hard back then to send a file via email. It was really, you know, expensive. Mm-hmm. So, so Universal Music Group represented Prince. They sent a DMCA takedown notice saying this video violates Prince's copyright. And that's how it all started. And my client, you know, Stephanie Lenn, said, look, I don't think this is fair. This is not illegal. I haven't done anything wrong here. And this is where fair use comes in, because the reason she hadn't done anything wrong is the fair use doctrine. You're allowed to put up a video of your kid dancing in the kitchen, and the fact that they just happen to be dancing to, you know, a copyrighted song doesn't mean it's not, doesn't mean it's illegal. So she felt like she wanted to hold Universal accountable for basically accusing her of breaking the law. Mm-hmm. And so she actually went to court. And thus began kind of a long saga, (laughs) a long battle over whether it's okay to send one of these notices and target a fair use and when it's not okay to do that. And without going on too long, I will say that I think this is pretty crucial, even though it started with kind of an innocuous little video someone made in their kitchen. Um, The issues are pretty important because if the question – because. A DMCA takedown notice is one of the few ways under U.S. law that you could actually censor the Internet. Mm-hmm. It's actually very difficult to do that in most instances. We have a lot of legal protections for speech mm-hmm. in this country. So you can't use a defamation complaint, for example, to do mm-hmm. this. Only with a DMCA notice do you suddenly have this extraordinary power to edit the Internet because the service provider has huge incentives to take anything down if it gets mm-hmm. one of these notices. So our argument has been that you know we need to it's fine for copyright owners to have these strong powers to send these notices and, and get mm-hmm. content taken down, but they have to use them carefully and they have to at least consider whether the use that they're going after is a protected fair use. You mentioned John Oliver and um, yeah. you know shows like that, satirical shows like The Daily Show and, and Samantha Bee's show and stuff like that. Sure. How, how does fair use uh, apply to, to shows like that? Well, shows like that commonly, you know, they take clips from here, from there. They take clips from news stories and then they put commentary on, on top of them, right? That's sort of basic to what they do. Well, that's fair use. Fair mm-hmm. use is why you can do that. Those news clips are copyrighted works. Um, But that doesn't have to stop any of these shows from using them to comment on the news of the day because they're protected by the fair use doctrine. Again, it's this way in which it's so normal to us that we don't think that there's some legal rule that protects it or that there needs to be. Mm -hmm. But if it wasn't for the fair use doctrine, what they would have to do instead is they would have to go to the news programs. They would have to ask them for permission. Mm -hmm. They would have to negotiate licenses and maybe they wouldn't get that permission. <laughs> so, yep. you know, it would just be impossible to do those shows. Right. Could you take us through the day of a teacher, possibly, and explain how a teacher could come into contact with fair use? Sure. 
Um, cool. So many ways. <laughs> so <laughs> many ways. So, you know, so say you're a teacher. I, I was a teacher once back okay. in the day. And you're trying to put together, you know, your lesson plan. Well, what are you going to want to do? Well, first you might want to put together, you know, a series of excerpts that you're going to want the students to look at. And maybe you'll make some copies of those to circulate in the classroom. Just short excerpts, but they help get the conversation going. And you ask students, okay, so what do you think about X, Y, and Z? That's fair use. Fair, mm-hmm. The reason, you know, you can, fair use is why that teacher can take a little quote from a text and then use it as part of a classroom. Maybe it's an art history class and they want to take a famous photograph and mm-hmm. really pick it apart and have folks look at it carefully and think about it. Well, they're going to have to reproduce that photograph mm-hmm. maybe on a screen to, as part of that lecture or that presentation. That, too, depends on the fair use doctrine. Corinne, thanks so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. Well, it's my pleasure. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. If you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, please do take a moment to do so. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you next time.